Welcome to Olay, Utah State. This is a podcast that covers soccer, but exclusively covers Real Salt Lake. This is also a fan-based podcast. We share more of our thoughts than facts. And uh, we like it this way so that we can have an unfiltered conversation about the team. This is a preview episode where we'll go into RSL's next matchup. This week is against New York City FC. And it's also a short game playing on Wednesday. Uh, find out how we think we'll match up coming up next. I am Nick Ramon, Ramon, Ramon. I am This is your Hey, this is Jamie San Olave. This is Kyle Beckerman, and you're listening to Only Utah State. To LA Utah State uh, tonight's episode is like Sean said previewing um, our game coming up tomorrow against NYCFC uh, Manchester City's sister club as you can say I guess um, <laughs> yeah uh, second I think this is only the second time NYCFC has been to Utah to play us yeah i'm pretty sure there twice i think yeah we uh when i was watching i watched a little video that rsl put out today like the you know the three things you need to know about the match tomorrow and we've played them three times and we haven't lost to them we we beat them in 2015 when we first played them at home beat them 2-0 and then in new york last year beat them 3-2 so cool so this will be the third meeting between the teams uh rsl 2-0 sweet awesome yeah, I haven't heard that stat for a while. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, their uh, was their last game against Dallas. Yeah, so they played. Yeah, Saturday. sorry, I'm thinking our last home game was against Dallas, and <laughs> like, was that our last game? They're all just kind of not impressive. Together. So, um, yeah, they just drew against Dallas. They played on the weekend as well, um, and drew. They played at Dallas. Drew one one, um, they uh let's see what we have here. Sorry, brain's kind of going all over the place. Dallas uh, controlled the game mostly, uh, but couldn't finish a ton. Uh, scored in the first half. NYC goal came in the second half from David Villa, the man, um, <laughs> off of a free kick. So I, I don't know. You you saw the highlights, I guess. Sean. Yeah. What did you think of? Of their goal. Like I said, like we said there, like seemed like Dallas controlled most of the game. And, I mean, Dallas is obviously on top – well, close to the top. I, I think Houston's actually is on top currently. But, uh, yeah, definitely FC Dallas was more controlling of the ball. But when you have David Villa on the other team, you know, there's always going to be some chances for some goals. And another one that actually surprised me, I guess we'll, we can go into it when we go on the offense, but his name was Jack Harrison. I heard that name like over and over and over while I'm watching the replays and the highlights. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, FC Dallas scores a goal in the first half. Nothing too crazy. It was just kind of a not really a scrap goal. It kind of went through a defender, deflected off of him, and then went right to an FC Dallas guy who put it in the back of the net. And then uh, New York doesn't, I mean, they had a few decent chances, but nothing, you know, for certain, I guess you could say. And then, yeah, in the second half, I think it was like the 68th minute, if I remember, they get a free kick and David Villa hits the crossbar and, uh, McNamara, you know, it's kind of a crazy goal. He, he basically just full on sprints at the, at the goal and ends up, 
you know, kind of jumping over, like almost supermaning over the goalie and flying into the back of the net with the ball. So um, kind of a crazy goal, but yeah, they end up scoring and and everything. And there was, I, I right before we started recording, I was watching the, if you guys don't watch the like controversial plays of the week on Facebook, it's always interesting. There's a guy that does it every week and it's kind of interesting just to get that outsider view of maybe a call that you felt passionate about. Anyway, there was one against uh, or in that game that was pretty interesting that uh, FC Dallas defender slides in and his arms dragging in behind him and it hits the ball in the box and they didn't call PK but pretty close I mean that the guy on there in his opinion said that it was should have been a PK but um, I mean I don't know it's kind of I think that's similar to um, the PK we had called against us few weeks ago i don't remember was that against but the game before dallas i, I don't was, remember yeah i I, th- I thought it was fc dallas but i can't remember now maybe it was fc dallas i think it was because it, it was, was on aaron ago. mond right yeah um when sunny went to ground was it sunny or demar i think it was demar demar went to ground oh, DeMar. and ball went off his arm similar i guess to that that same thing, and he, they did call it. Dunny, uh, Brian Dunseth was saying that he thought it was a no call, that they shouldn't have called the, the penalty against us. And I mean, I guess it's all in the eyes of the beholder because they didn't call this one against FC Dallas. Uh, they did call the one against us. So you know, I guess it just depends on which <laughs> ref and what angle and all that stuff. But uh, hopefully, we can get some some uh, good calls from the ref in this next game, huh? Maybe that'll right. Help us we out a we bit. do have the ref here. Let's see. The ref is, I don't know how to pronounce this, Silvayu Petriscu. I don't know how to say it. I, I probably just butchered that. But yeah, I, sure. Well, we're going to go with how Sean said it. <laughs> I don't recognize the name uh, as far as referees go. Maybe if I saw his face, I would recognize him. But yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll get some fortunate looks after a skit of four losses. Uh, have maybe some pity from the referee. <laughs> we'll take what we can get. Um, Gosh. Anyways, so New York's just been good this season. <laughs> yeah, just... I mean that's the that's the easiest way to put this is that they've just been a solid team this year. So just some stats for you guys: they've scored 18 goals in 10 games. Uh, they've only allowed 10 goals in 10 games, so one an average goal per game. Uh, they've won five, drew two, and lost three. So pretty solid team coming in. And, um, they, of course, they are on the same schedule we are. They played Saturday, and obviously they play tomorrow, and then they play again Saturday. So um, kind of the same schedule. And I, I saw on Reddit, I got on Reddit earlier when I was researching for this episode, and people were saying there was a couple users um, on there saying that David Villa was, was not going to play. Um, because of the short week so we'll see but I I did see um, Pirlo did not travel to Dallas and he he just uh, you know didn't travel the team just went straight to Salt Lake so he's definitely I'm assuming gonna be in the lineup just because of that but yeah I know um, Via is here Um, Sebastian Velasquez of the Monarchs who Played for RSL, then was picked up by NYCFC in the expansion draft. Um, he 
is friends with David Villa, obviously, from his playing time with him there at NYCFC. And he posted a picture on, I think it was Instagram, of mm-hmm. him with uh, David Villa at the hotel uh, today. So I know Villa's traveled with the team to Salt Lake after going to Dallas. I don't yet, like like Sean said, I don't know if he's going to play. Um, kind of in the same scenario as a lot of the older kind of players in the league that, you know, is as good as they are, their legs aren't always there. <laughs> yeah. For, you know, 34 games of the regular season plus postseason and open cup and whatever other things they got going on friendly. So, uh, maybe, maybe he'll be rested. I hope not. Cause I, I, I want to see him live. Um, I don't think he was with the team the last time they were here. Uh, no, right. he wasn't with the team the last time they were here. I'm pretty sure. So I, I haven't seen him. Pirlo would be cool to see in person as well. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks that Frank Lampard, you know, was there and then uh, gone. Yeah. He, you've seen, you've yeah, I seen. saw, I saw Super Frank play at Sanford <laughs> Bridge. I'm okay not seeing him in the MLS. <laughs> um, no, he didn't. Yeah, no. I, but anyways, that's another story for another day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, I mean, they have some pretty big names. It'd be really cool to see. I mean, even their coach, uh, Patrick, Patrick, Patrice Vieira. I don't remember Vieira. I mean, he. He, uh, French national, uh, highly decorated, played for Arsenal, and he's, he's, he's a great coach, he was a great player, so kind of cool to see uh, him on the sideline at Rio Tinto, uh, but yeah, like we said, their offense has been really good, 18 goals this season, so I mean, 1.8 per game, um, and they haven't been shut out since the first game of the season. Yeah, they opened up with Orlando and lost 1-0, and that's the last time they got shut out. So definitely going to be a challenge for RSL, considering we've let in 13 goals in the last four. Um, yeah. You know, I I don't know. I, I guess later in the episode we're going to go into more of RSL side of what, you know, we can expect to see tomorrow, tomorrow night. But for... Coming in on their offense, it's going to be difficult even for a fully healthy RSL team. You know, you look at FC Dallas who, you know, handled our attack pretty well and they drew 1-1. So, um, and plus all the other teams that they've played, nobody's been able to shut them out except for Orlando. And that was the first game of the year. So kind of interesting with uh, with their offense coming in. And obviously their players to watch. We've talked about some of them already via um, Pirlo, and then, like I said, Jack Harrison, just because I just heard his name so many times against FC Dallas. I mean, um, besides that one free kick that, I mean, obviously got them the goal, but besides that, there was no other name mentioned besides Jack Harrison. Well, Jack Harrison's a really good player. He's um generation Adidas player, which just kind of means um, the MLS has kind of signed him to a better contract because they think he's a better talent. He's from England, played uh, one season at Wake Forest, and played with, uh, I think technically he's a homegrown player for um, NYCFC, because he played with their youth club, Manhattan FC. Uh, So I think they consider him a homegrown player, not not 100% positive. But he is really good, 20 years old, and he's been killing it last year was kind of his his first real season with NYCFC the first team and he made a name for himself and has kept his starting spot which would be pretty hard with the likes of Pirlo 
uh, competing against Pirlo for playing time in the middle. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's done really well for him, um, as well as uh, McNamara is in the middle as well, and he is just kind of reminds me of um, Ned Grabavoy. I mean, besides just the looks and the long hair, but just how he plays, it's just kind of uh, high intensity right. and uh, just going after everything. So Very that'll aggressive. be kind of hard for us to deal with as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So, that's, I mean, that's offense. Defense... Like we said, they've only allowed 10 goals in, uh, one per game average. And they have a pretty good goalkeeper. I, I really like their goalkeeper, actually. It's Sean Johnson. Used to play with uh, Chicago Fire. And then he actually got traded, I think, to Atlanta at the end of last or No, I don't remember how it went. He got kind of bumped around a couple of places. NYC ended up finally kind of picking him up. And I was kind of jealous that they picked him up because he's a really good goalie. And it was this was all at the time that I thought Romano could possibly be going away. So I was kind of, he yeah. was on my radar of keepers we could <laughs> maybe bring in. Yeah, possible um, keepers. Yeah, so he's really good. He's had some call-ups with the national team for, like, Gold Cup and stuff. Uh, not really any World Cup qualifiers or anything like that. But he's really good, and he's their starting goalkeeper. So, um only 10 goals let in this season. That's pretty good. But besides that, I don't honestly know anyone else on their defensive line. Yeah. Like, when uh, we were looking over the roster, none of the names really stuck out to us. Uh, and like I said, we, we put obviously Johnson on the, on this little outline here because I mean, watching, if you just go back and watch the highlights against FC Dallas, I mean, he had some amazing saves. That's what I, that's why we said earlier, Dallas controlled the game. They had a lot of shots, a lot of could have been goals. But because of Johnson, I mean, he had some where he's just barely pushing him past the post. But, you know, when you're saving that many, like, who can complain, I guess, is, I, I don't know. It, it was kind of incredible to watch. So, uh, you know, obviously their back line, even though they're not, they don't have any all-stars like they do maybe in their attacking area. Um, they are still obviously a, a good unit, a good defensive unit. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, they have... Let me look at it again. They have a few shutouts this season. Um, one, two. Okay, they have two shutouts, so not as many as I was thinking, but still two shutouts. I mean, that's a whole defensive effort. So I mean, yeah, not so many well-known players, but they're still obviously doing better than we are. So, anyways, um. I'm kind of done talking about New York City FC, so <laughs> yeah. we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about RSL, what we think of the game, the short week, uh, all that coming up next on LA Utah State. I spent months looking for an affordable laptop. As you know, I'm a student and don't have a lot of extra cash lying around. I just wanted a laptop that was reliable and a business that stood by their product. And that's exactly what I found with Affordable Laptops, located at 12125 South Redwood Road, Riverton, Utah. Here you find a trustworthy team that is there to help you get the laptop that you need. By the name, you might guess that they are affordable, and they really are. Affordable Laptops is truly the home of the $99 laptop. Stop by and let them know that Olay Utah State sent you. Go get your laptop today, and visit them on Facebook found at Affordable Laptops. Alright, welcome back into Olay Utah State. Let's uh, get talking about our team, huh? Some (laughs) Real Salt Lake stuff here, so uh, let's see... What what do you think about formation? What do you, I mean, I like I was telling Sean just a second ago. I thought I knew like what we would be doing last week, 
I guess this last weekend with New England, like formation <laughs> and like players wise. And then Petke comes out with the diamond and eleven guys that I think I picked like three of them to be on there. And one of them was Matt Van Ockel because he was the one we knew starting as keeper. Yeah. So I have no idea what's going on. Do you have any predictions of what's going to happen this week with uh, formations? Yeah, no, that that's exactly why I wanted to talk about it. Was just because <laughs> nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, and I I think that's a good thing coming in because I mean, like we saw going into new england i mean obviously that wasn't the greatest game and again the silver lining in those games are getting smaller and smaller but for the first like five minutes they were scrambling around trying to think how to prepare so right now for new york how are they preparing for rsl when they're i mean they don't know who's going to be starting they don't know what kind of um, formation they're going to be you know putting out there and i i think like we've talked about all season or since we've had Mike Pecky that he doesn't believe in formations. He just believes in starting points. So I don't know. I don't know if we'll see that diamond again, but kind of an interesting thing, I, I guess kind of jumping a little bit into our starting 11 discussion, but he did say Kyle Beckerman would be available. Um, so we could see him back in the lineup. Tony Beltran is not, he, he said that he's not going to be available for Wednesday. Tony's going to be playing Saturday um, with the Monarchs for 45 minutes and basically said as long as everything goes good there he'll be back in that rotation yeah so we probably won't see him till the next week after that but I mean kind of interesting to think if they come out with a diamond is is Kyle gonna take back his his position you know is that is that uh defending midfielder and I I, I think a good question to ask is Kyle able to do that position still to cover that much ground I, I don't know, especially yeah. coming off an injury as well. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, I, I'd assume he could. Yeah. I don't know about for 90 minutes. It's true. I think that could be a, a sub kind of coming, which kind of sucks to use a sub for that. But, I mean, that could possibly be. If we, if we do do the diamond and he is playing that defensive kind of uh, holding, holding midfielder, I don't know. Uh, it could be interesting because we could see the nasty Kyle come back out a little bit more, um, <laughs> playing that defensive more role. But I don't know. Like like I said, I have no idea what we're gonna do with formations. Obviously, most of the season we've been playing a four four three, and then last week we come out with a. I mean, it's still a four three three. No. Yeah, four three three. You said four four three. Four four two. Four four two last week. Yeah. Normally we play a four three three. Yeah, four three three. So what anyways. I'm getting <laughs> yeah, myself you get all what confused we're with you know, numbers. Just um, a bunch of numbers. Whatever formation we come out with, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, Albert should be back to play this week. Yep. Um so he should be playing should be starting. I don't I don't know why he wouldn't be. He was participating on Tuesday in all the training and, and everything there, so he should be good to go. Uh, Savarino should be good to go. I don't know if they give him full 90 minutes yet or if they still bring him on as a sub. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure what they're doing there. But, I mean, he can play that same kind of position that Rusnik plays as, as the number 10. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic there that they kind of both play in that same area. Uh, Savarino can play out wide as well. So we could see him playing um, kind of where Brooks, Lennon, or Bofo's kind of been playing. Also be interesting to see if Luke starts – uh, in the midfield, I'm guessing Euro will get the start up top. Don't know if I agree with it 100%, but I think he'll get the start just because we're paying him millions. Might as well get get some playing <laughs> time out of him. Right. Uh, so 
I, I don't know. I, I don't think we'll see Nick, Nick Romando starting. Yeah, I mean, he was doing all the trainings um, this last week. It it wasn't like he was out of anything. So if you guys didn't see our, our Facebook Live videos while we were waiting for practice to start, so practice typically starts at 11, um, you know, and, and that's, and again, because of the short week, it kind of messed up their schedule. Also, their, their flight got delayed five hours coming back from New England. So it was all in all just kind of a weird week for RSL, I'm sure, for the players and everything. So, I mean, we went there. There was nobody out there. And we're kind of like, well, maybe they're not practicing today or maybe they're practicing at a different time. But, you know, thank goodness we didn't have anything to do. <laughs> and we just yeah. kind of stayed around and hung out. And they, they did finally show up. Um, but they they didn't start until about 12, I think, is when they finally started doing official practice. Yeah. Um, and then they ended at 1, as usual. So pretty crazy and and nick was doing all the stuff but again it wasn't like a very you know extreme stuff it was a pretty light practice i mean some drills but nothing some drills they did i think like a four on four with a neutral player so i mean not anything bad on on a short field so i mean he was taking he was playing in goal with with full pace shots coming at him looked fine um i i mean i guess we could see him i think it's more of kind of a I don't know how practice went today, and we'll see how he feels tomorrow. Um, obviously, I'd love to see him back there. It would make me feel a little bit more confident um, in our defense. Not that Matt Van Oakle isn't capable, uh, but 13 in the last four games, it's just I'd like to go back to Nick Romano if we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure uh, Coach Petke would love to do the same thing, so... I don't know, maybe we do see him, but I kind of I kind of feel hesitant to throw him in if he's not one hundred percent. Right. Uh, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see with that one. Sure, we did mess everything up. I mean, gosh. Yeah, it, three it was games crazy. in eight days. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, no, for sure, and and kind of you know in a way, I mean, we're not anyway under the same pressure that the players are. <laughs> uh, you know, but for us, I mean, it's been a it, it's going to be a busy week as well. I mean. We're already, you know, we did our recap Saturday, our preview Saturday, and then obviously now we're doing our preview for tomorrow. Then we'll do another recap tomorrow, uh, and then another preview Friday, another recap Saturday. So busy week for us as well. Um, just kind of crazy with those with those three games because typically I felt like in the past, like when there's a short week, it means that you don't play that following Saturday. But this week, this year's schedule, I guess, just didn't work out that way. Yeah, I, I think. I know. I think we have one more midweek game this season, if I remember. At least one more midweek home game. I don't remember if we have any on the road, uh, but I, I guess it's just it's it's however you can get it scheduled. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I can't imagine the scheduler's job. It's kind of a nightmare keeping all the teams, getting all the games that they have to get, and playing all the teams that they need to play the yeah, certain number of times. Definitely. So that that's kind of got to be hard, but. It's just how it is, and they're professionals. They're going to have to deal with it, and, you know, like we said, practice was a little bit shorter. Uh, hopefully they did some more kind of recovery stuff. I don't know what practice was like today. I would expect it wasn't a ton, maybe just a couple quick drills and stuff and yeah. just being out on the field at, at Rio Tinto, and that's all I really really think they should be doing and then maybe just some recovery stuff as well kind of some ice bath maybe uh massages kind of working out those those muscles getting them ready for tomorrow so i i think although it's been a bad short i mean we're only barely going to start our second game 
tomorrow. Really, what's gonna see where we'll see this the the test of I think this short week is come Saturday. Yeah. After they've already played two games, and uh, we're going to Seattle on turf. Going so. to Seattle, playing on turf. So it, that'll be I think that'll be more of the test of it. Uh, plus, Seattle's always hard to play when you're playing at CenturyLink Field, but we'll preview that later. Yeah. So. No, and I I kind of I don't know I kind of want to take advantage of the the fan podcast part here. So like I like I said in the intro of this episode, I I wanted to remind I mean not only your, you guys our listeners but ourselves that we're a fan based podcast and so we're allowed to say things that maybe official podcasts like maybe ESPN seven hundred like they aren't allowed to say because they're officially like they're, they're affiliated with the club and we can be more we don't have to censor ourselves as much yeah we get to have that unfiltered thoughts yeah. So, so basically, um, what I wanted to talk about was kind of the whole thing, just thinking about training and professionalism and all that stuff. So when we go up to training, they, they have a roped off area and it's not like you can't be there. Um, you know, it, it's open to, it's open to whoever wants to stop by. Now I would say typically, I, I don't think fans stay the whole time if they do. I, I mean, just for example, this last week, there was a guy that pulled up in a truck that kind of just stood back by the fence and you know he said hi to the players I guess as they walked in and then there was another uh, kid that came in on his bike and just kind of chilled for a little bit you know kind of looked like he was just roaming around and happened to see the practice and then all the official RSL people come this is you know Matt the guy you see doing all the um, like previewing the three things you need to know about this game or whatever and and Trey who's the guy that does all the all the media for Real Salt Lake and then um, another one is Chris Kramrani, who's the Salt Lake Tribune writer. And so since we've been starting to do this podcast, obviously we're trying to get these same sound clips that everybody else is getting, right? They get these, get this information. And so, um, I'll, you know, I'll be honest yesterday was the first time that I'd been to like one where the coaches and players come over to be interviewed. Um, so I, Brandon has been there a lot more than me, but I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like the political side of of all the media. So Chris Kamrani came in with Matt and they drove in together. So obviously they're pretty close and they're friends or whatever. And I don't think they came in the same car. I think they just pulled up at the same time. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought I'd seen them get out, but, um, I, I guess I saw them both walking in. So, I mean, that's, that's really cool. I mean, he's obviously been doing it for a long time and he's, he writes for the Salt Lake Tribune. So, um, you know, probably got a little bit more media credential stuff than we do. Um, but we've been trying to to get in, and like we said earlier in the in the year, we've been trying to get what we can from RSL. And and the the thing is, is with Matt, like when we've talked to him, he's really great, and he you know says all the right things. And I and I'm sure I I don't want to go out and say that Matt is a horrible guy or like doesn't do his job or whatever. But like we he asked us to email him, and we've done so. We've emailed him probably about four or five times. Um, to get these media passes and to get these sound clips to help our podcast out and to no avail he hasn't contacted us and you know it, it kind of sucks because we're trying to do everything the right way I guess you could say we're you know I guess the other way we could do it is just go to the practices and solicit interviews as they walk out I mean you know I don't know how happy that'd make him or Trey but you know I don't know I guess it's just uh a little rant moment the like where we're trying to do this the right way and um, unfortunately whether it's just because we're not a high priority 
And because we don't write for the Salt Lake Tribune, we're not getting the same, you know, time or the same. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we're obviously our our viewership, and and you know, we appreciate everyone that listens to our podcast and and supports us. Uh, but it's it's not as much as the readers of the Salt Lake Tribune or Deseret News or you know MLSsoccer.com or what other whatever other places any of the news stations that that report on rsl um so you know yeah it, it kind of sucks that you know we're we're at the bottom i mean it's just it's just <laughs> where we are and yeah. you know uh, we're, we're going to continue to try to do what we can to get what we can right to give the most up-to-date um, information on the team and so that we can be informed so that we can inform you um yeah, it's also going to be our opinions and what we think, but we'll try to give you facts as well of yeah, you know things that exactly. are going on with the team and what we think players are looking like at, at training and you know what Coach Petke is thinking and and how he's feeling about the week or what he's trying to do. So I mean, it's it's all it's all <laughs> interesting. Neither of us were like media no ex- people that- in high school or or college, so. <laughs> So we're we're new to all this, and it's just kind of interesting stuff that we we deal with on the the backside of all of it that right. doesn't really get seen. So um, if you if you haven't if you've missed some of our where we put in different sound clips and different things, so um, I mean sometimes we've used them from you know just the post game interviews that we've recorded on our phones, <laughs> you know, either after the fact or whatever, or sometimes we've used some from the practices that Brandon's got on his phone. But, uh, you know, Chris Camarani, he's a smart guy. I mean, he's in the media for a reason, and he's good at his job. And, uh, again, I, I don't want to come out and say anything like I don't like Chris Camarani and what, what he does. I, I, I understand it's his job, and we're doing this for fun and, and everything. Well, so He does a good job. I, yeah. I mean, I, I read his articles every week, and, you know, he puts out good stuff, and he's great at writing. And Yeah. You know? We're just and, trying to get the same information. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to get the same information. So, like, what will happen is, uh, like, this last time, you know, Pecky came over and, uh, you know, Chris is kind of the the main guy, I guess, for the, the interview, like, for the, all the media. I mean, nobody else asks any questions. It's usually just him, I, I guess. I don't know. Is that how it typically is at most? Um, uh, well, him and then uh, David James from KUTV. Not KUTV. Okay, so channel four, channel four. Oh yeah, ABC, ABC. Um, where he he's the other guy that does uh, talking real with Brian Dunseth. Most of the time, like on the on the main media days, he's there as well. Uh, so he's asking questions and whatnot to the players and Petkey as well. But you know, I mean, I don't know. I always feel weird asking questions. I mean, I think I've only asked one ever, and my questions aren't the same. I mean, obviously we're fans, so. We're not thinking so much of the tactical and the, you know, <laughs> reporting side. We're thinking, you know, is all this pressure getting to you? Is all this, you know, how are you dealing with dealing with all this stuff? And, you know, what's what's your favorite part of being part of the club? Or, you know, I mean, we're just thinking fan stuff and they're thinking, you know, more serious things. And so sometimes I feel it's trivial for me to ask my questions, but. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that they all kind of run the show. They all take their turns taking doing questions and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. so so anyway, what'll happen is as we're sitting there, I mean, so Chris asked the questions, but he 
he's really smart. He he talks really quiet. And of course, he's right in front of whoever's being interviewed. So obviously, on his recorder, he's getting his questions and he's getting their responses. And our on our recordings, we're just getting the responses. And to be quite honest, I mean, I I had a hard time hearing him, even though I was just standing there with the wind and everything. So it was hard to even hear the questions he was asking. So the the answers are sometimes out of context for me. Like when I was listening, when we were listening back on our recordings. So I mean. Definitely got some improvement to do there, um, and we're we'll still learning on our techniques and <laughs> yeah. recording abilities and yeah, whatnot. still learning how to how to do all the media politics stuff, you know. And I don't know. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, Matt will get back to us soon. Um, he we just talked to him again, and we sent him another email like he asked us to. So we're hoping that he gets back to us and um, we can get some of that same media access that ever all the other media outlets are getting and and everything and so that we can continue to give you this podcast with you know the most current like brandon was saying the most current and up-to-date information so anyway sorry for that rant i i <laughs> like i said i kind of wanted to take advantage of the uh the fan-based podcast here for a second but anyway back to this uh preview so we don't well, just to recap <laughs> after that rant we don't uh, know what's going to go on with formations. We don't know who's going to be in the starting 11 because uh, even he said Kyle's a game-time decision, so he might not even be in. And then, of course, the short week is kind of messing things up too, so you might not see some people because they're being rested. Um, and we kind of already went over our injury list a little bit. Uh, New York FC's injuries are not anything close to what RSL's had to deal with. Um, so I guess... We'll kind of finish up this podcast, this preview podcast, with some of the other stuff. So weather for tomorrow. It's going to be chilly. Yeah, it's going to be cold. Um, you know, I like I said, I, I'm going to go to Walmart tonight and get some uh, get some stuff, get some ponchos, get some uh, hand warmers if they still have them because, man, that last game that was cold was freaking cold. And I'd rather not do that again. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as as long as it doesn't snow as much as it did before, hey, there's possible chance of snow, most likely going to rain. But I think as long as we have, you know, some ponchos or just uh, rainproof jackets, I think we should be fine. Maybe yeah. some gloves. Gloves might be a good idea. Yeah. So it's a high tomorrow of a whopping 47. Whew. <laughs> you know, I thought when I moved down here from Logan, I was moving away from that weather. I, I guess I wasn't. You brought it with you. I brought it with Go me. Go back to Logan. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, like you said, rain, highly possible. And then the possibility of that kind of turning into snow throughout the game. So be prepared for that. Bring your coats. Bring your gloves. Um, just be prepared. Because I, I can tell you, last time, you know, we, we had blankets and stuff in the car. And I, I ended up going and getting them right before a kickoff. But, uh, you know, man, if they get wet, if they bring the blankets get wet because they're not, you know, rainproof or anything, man, uh, you, you get cold. So definitely be ready for that. Uh, the kit for tomorrow, we're going to be all claret. So claret top, claret socks, claret shorts. So we're going to be in all red. Um, hopefully... You know, we can... We could have a whole episode on just talking about the freaking kits. Maybe we'll do that sometime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good All stuff. claret for us tomorrow. So, wear your claret or your black or your blue. Oh, or... also, uh, one of the three things you need to know about the match from Matt was 
that uh, the goalie jerseys are this week's merch of the match. So all the goalie jerseys off. are 50% off. So pretty pretty good deal. I, I know last week I picked up a jacket that was 50% off. That was pretty sweet. I, I mean, those jackets are usually 100 bucks. paid 50 for it, so that's a good day. Good day at RSL. So. Good day, good day. All right, that's, guys, well, thanks yeah. for joining us for this uh, preview. <laughs> We're going to just keep ranting if we, if we yeah. don't wrap this up. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll hopefully see you all tomorrow with a, a bit of a chilly and, and wet riot uh, cheering on our boys of Real Salt Lake. Uh, thanks again for all your support. If you have any questions or comments, you can find us on Reddit or uh, Twitter or Facebook at Ole Utah State. It's been another episode. Yeah, and I, I did want to give a special shout-out to Reddit uh, for, you know, keeping us straight, keeping us straight on our facts. So I, I did want to say this. I know this probably should have came earlier in the episode, but um, if this Reddit user is, is still listening to our episode, I, I wanted to give him a shout-out. So basically what happened is last week or just a few days ago on our, our recap episode, I misquoted um, Mike Pecky's post-game interview. He he did say that they had to go down to go up, and I, for whatever reason, I must have tuned out or something. I mean, I'll be honest, it wasn't the easiest to listen to that post-game interview because I wasn't really happy with the result. But I, I had thought that they had asked him how he thought the, the defense was or something along those lines, and I, I thought that's where that quote went in. But it was actually, uh, thanks to this Reddit user, um, it was he was talking about rebuilding the team, saying that the you know it kind of I guess another way to put it is it has to get darker before the light, pretty much. Or, you know, the darkest time is before dawn. So thank you to that Reddit user for keeping us on track, and that's the things that we're wanting. You know, we're like, that's why I reiterated that we are a fan based podcast. We are sli- you know liable to mistakes, and that happens. And so I I did want to I did want to put that out there that we're not high and mighty on our horse not to admit <laughs> when we screw up you know so i i do admit to that and anyway yeah so thanks for that support we'll get better yeah we're we're doing our best getting better <laughs> anyway thanks for listening to la utah state cheers I am Nick Ramon, Ramon, Ramon. I am your Blood Lance. This is your Mavsis, yeah. Hey, this is Jamison Olave. This is Kyle Beckerman, and you're listening to Only Utah State.